right. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Doug Barkham. Todd St. John, we're going to introduce him in just a minute. Todd Mazoris over here. Mazoris. Mazoris. Todd's always helping. He's great. we got to get Todd on the camera. Of course, Jason Arvin here. I call him the carpenter. Anyway, yeah. hey, we're getting our <laughs> office built. This thing's going to go away pretty soon. This man's putting a lot of hours into what's going to be our future studio. We're going to have a nice place to shoot this show, and we'll be there every week. Uh, a lot of construction going over here at TWRA, including our office, but we're blaming all the noise on the other guys, right? Yeah, it ain't our fault. It is not our <laughs> fault. Anyway, Jason's doing a great job. We're looking forward to being set up in the studio pretty soon, but we're still going to travel every now and then, get out there. Yeah, I love getting out on the edge of the banks of the lakes and rivers and shooting shows out in the out in the woods. Yeah, so we've got we'll, a few wildlife management areas we might go to before it's all over. We'll get out of this office every now and again. Absolutely. Look, midsummer, it's hot. We are in the dog days of summer, and I know it's hot outside, but you know the fishing is still great. You just go early, mm-hmm. you go yep. late, or you just go tough it out. Go early, go late. Yep. Hit those small streams and creeks and uh, wait or subject today that is uh where i like to be in the summertime it is there's a lot of fun things you can do in the summertime and and uh be careful <clears throat> out there boating but but uh in addition to boating i also want to mention that you hunters you're not all that far away yeah. just want to remind some you folks. know we're mid-july and free fishing or free fishing day that's already passed free hunting day is coming yeah. up in august so yeah it'll be here before you know it uh, you'll have the dove season come up pretty soon and you'll have the early uh, goose and duck seasons come up soon mm-hmm. and so yeah. you could be looking out on our website and finding out exactly what's going to come up in another 45 days or so hunting season to get going but yep. right now we're going to talk some more fishing that's why todd's in here today we got some photographs we want to show you want to show you one or two right now big old flathead catfish uh, this is something you can do in the summertime to stay cool. And this is a couple of folks that the 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 older one there is is Melvin McLaren. Melvin is a uh, part-time boating officer for us, an enforcement guy. Great dad. That's his son Jackson on the other side, and they recently went grabbling. We call it cool. And they <laughs> hillbilly the hand fishing. And, yeah. and that's what he calls it. Hillbilly <laughs> hand fishing. And they caught this. I think this one's a fifty pounder. They caught a thirty and a fifty. And you actually swim below the water, and you reach yeah. in behind in some really dark places and pull these fish out. They catch them and release them. It's I've, just a I've lot done of fun. it uh, one time. It's it's pretty fun. I caught a small one, but uh, what was your small one? Uh, it was a, I don't know about like that. Fun. It was short. Still fun. Yeah. Could you imagine? We had to work it out of the hole, but it wouldn't even bite my hand. So it would. I, had, I had to drag it 50 out. 50-pounders. Yeah, and that's and they get Take bigger. across the lake. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Big old blues, but I guess that's the idea, isn't it, Jason? You stick your hand you right stick in Stick your there. hand in there, and a lot of times they'll Lock clamp them. down on it, but sometimes you got to work them out. But yeah. yeah. It's well, fun. It was I, interesting. I know Melvin said it was the funnest fishing trip in his life, and and we posted it out on Facebook. And if you go to the Facebook page, the TWA Statewide Facebook page, and you scroll down far enough now, you'll see a video that Barry yeah. Cross shot of it being done, but it's really pretty fun. And you can watch the trip I took a few years ago on our YouTube channel. All right. And it may be on TWRA TV. I don't know for sure, but it's, it's out there. Yeah. Fun. Did you go to Old Hickory? Or? Actually, we did. We were on Watts Bar. Watts Bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watts Bar are these. This is off Old Hickory. Is though. it? Okay. Yeah. You got a good river system out there. These big old flathead catfish get in mm-hmm. there. I guess blue catfish are common too, yeah. aren't they? Mm-hmm. They get really big. All right. Let's show Ed Carter in a kayak because I want to talk about kayaks. We recently got out with our director, Ed Carter, and we did a little photo shoot with him, but it was all about kayaks. Yep. And, and, of course, we recently had Matt Majors on here, too. We just want to remind everyone another way to stay cool, another yeah. way to have a good time, get out on a on a stream or out on a lake, and you can even take a dip if you want to. But want to remind everyone that these are boats are just like all other boats. you got to have the, 
life jackets with you if you run them at night you got to have your lights on those things right and that's what ed was doing with us and we just want to remind folks as this continues to grow in popularity that you got to do all the things legal right Todd? Just a little, that's right just a safety <laughs> message and hey and sunscreen and and big brim hats don't Oh, this time either. of year. You're right, Jason. Uh, <laughs> Middle of July, sunscreen's a good thing. Yeah, it's you got the right idea with a fishing rod, too. <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah, you can call some fish that day. <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, sunscreen is important, Jason. You don't want 25 years from now all that stuff start popping up on your mm-hmm. skin. And, yep. it, and I know got a lot of old friends that, that they're having to get all that taken off because they didn't know 30 years right. ago that the sun was baking them like yeah. it is. So remember that and wear that sunscreen. Don't take but a second to get it on. All right, anything else? I can't think of anything right now. All right. Well, we'll have a lot of current events. Get into this soon. Todd St. John here. He's got a lot of info for us, I he believe. He does. He wrote – Todd's always writing notes. Todd's been on with <laughs> former radio show I did with me many times, and Todd's always interesting. He's the reservoir manager. He's the – we call it a manager for, but he's a fisheries biologist over everything in Middle Tennessee, much like Todd, Todd, Tim Broadbent we had on mm-hmm. here recently and you're over middle tennessee right so that yes, means sir. over all the streams and all the lakes and all the rivers well in a way i guess you know we've got uh, streams biologists we've got reservoir biologists so those guys are out there pretty much every day and have their finger on the pulse but yeah they uh, they convey what they pick up in their uh, electrofishing or netting or whatever to me so i try to stay on top of it as well well you've been there i mean you've worked your way through the ranks todd was out on reservoir biologist for a long time priest old hickory uh, cheatham here in middle tennessee and he also was hatchery manager when normandy hatchery opened in middle tennessee oh gosh 20 years ago now yeah i think that was like 1993 hard to believe 23 years hard to believe and we're going to talk about normandy some today because it's a growing hatchery and and springfield hatchery is an old hatchery it's growing we'll discuss them and what's going on with them all right but first let's let's discuss let's discuss a couple of things i want to talk about walleye and i want to talk about crappie all right two fish that are exciting that fishermen love to chase and uh let's talk about crappie first what's going on with crappie here in middle tennessee well uh well, we've got some uh, really good crappie fisheries, traditionally. Uh, Percy Priest is has always been one of the better uh, crappie fisheries in the state, and and that's in kind of the north part of Middle Tennessee. And then Woods Reservoir in the south Woods, of course. has always been a, a really good uh, white crappie fishery. And then Normandy Reservoir, that's a little different in that we uh, stock black-nosed black crappie annually in there to provide a really consistently good fishery that's not uh, as variable as some of the others i guess the uh, naturally those uh, crappie year classes are uh, are strong when we have wet springs above average rainfall and so uh, 2010 you remember that was the big flood oh year. yeah and you would think that there would be a, a point where it would be excessive but that was a huge crappie year class and uh, which that's out of the system now you know it takes about three years for them to recruit to harvestable size or that 10 inch mark so uh, but unfortunately the past couple years you know we've had dry springs and uh, so we haven't had uh, the strong year classes that uh, we really need to uh, produce those exceptional crappie fishery so we'll, we'll be crappie f- fishery cycle and we'll, you know it, it'll be fine we've we've still got some reproduction but it won't be uh, some of those years that you remember that you went out and you caught uh, two fish on every on cast <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's but, actually from a trolling trip yeah. that i took a few years ago they were everywhere right now that's kind of i'm speaking more for uh 
Percy Priest, uh, the North End here. Uh, Woods Reservoir, for whatever reason, had a strong 2014 year class. Yeah. So this next year, 2017, it'll be a great uh, a great crappie fishery there. And crappie fishing is always about cycles, Todd. Right. And it's also it about being able to, to adjust if you're a fisherman and, and go to another lake. Right. It, it may not that's be it. 20 minutes away. It may be 45 or an hour away. Right. But just go to where the fish yeah, are. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. That's what you have to do. All fisheries cycle and to know where to go for the uh, the best results at whatever point in time, that's key. Some of the shots that Todd was throwing up there uh, were crappie this long. Yeah. That's how you find out what's good from year to year. Is it that is. That's correct. Each October, we set what we call trap nets, and we catch young of the year fish, age zero fish that were spawned in that spring. We're out in October, so as you saw, they're usually couple inches long and so yeah that's how we are I was catch- just thinking you well, fish in October Jason yeah, yeah I, I was thinking maybe you were just measuring your fish you caught that yeah. day that, yeah that yeah. one is that yeah. you were making sure it wasn't that's, 10 inches or whatever what's the legal what's yeah. the legal take yeah so that the catch rate that we have in those trap nets is how we index your class strength we know if we uh, catch a certain number we've got a strong year class or a so a three cover. inch fish in your case that's a trophy oh that yeah that's you a, want to see all those you can yeah, right that and, is and that's yeah. how you tell that's exactly right so when you and see it's these, so accurate it's through all the years that we've done it we've uh, it's a, a very good indicator of some folks might be thinking what about your hatcheries and why can't you during the bad years can't you go into an old hickory lake which is a big river system why can't you go in and supplement them and make that just as good right that's a very good question and it is something that we have uh, tried in the past and uh, it's uh, there are some limitations to you know like old hickory 22,500 acres and uh, we just don't have the uh, the uh, pond space to uh, produce enough to stock at a rate that we can really uh, make a difference in some of these big systems as opposed to like a normandy reservoir that's 3,000 acres we can uh, we can stock that thing and uh, provide great fishing. You Which, know. And, and that brings up, that's a great option. A Normandy, they, the fisherman down there catches great big black-nosed black crappie. And that's right. just about all we raise anymore, isn't it? With it the, is. Uh-huh. That way you can sort of tell how productive they are with the marker on right. those. We know that they came from the fish hatchery, exactly. Okay. So. But a 3,000-acre reservoir can make a tremendous difference and go down there and, and during a low year and stock it, maybe put a little more in it, or do you stay the same? Well, Normandy, for whatever reason, in recent years, we've had no natural reproduction. It's totally, that crappie fishery is totally dependent on what comes out of the hatchery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, those, uh, we know that uh, we go in and uh, stock somewhere around 100,000 uh, black-nosed black crappie annually, and we can produce those results yeah. that are consistently good. If you don't know Normandy, it's a, it's a small lake in southern middle Tennessee and around the community or city of Normandy, not far from Tellahoma, right? right. Winchester. Tellahoma, Manchester. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Tim's Ford's down there, Normandy's down there, Woods Reservoir's down there. So there's two really good crappie lakes you can right. go to anytime. What about Tim's Ford? Tim's Ford is uh, pretty much dependent on hatchery crappie as well, the black-nosed crappie stockings. But it is, it's still a good uh, crappie fishery, so... Uh, Okay, so you got all the choices in the world. Right. Uh, Normandy Hatchery. I I wish I'd thrown a photograph in here because it's a great place of of, uh, where we produce fish that you started, in you said, in 1993. How big a hatchery is it now, and how important is this to the overall fish, not just in Middle Tennessee, but other parts of the state? Yeah, it's critical. I guess uh, more fish are produced at Normandy Hatchery than any other of our hatcheries in the state. And uh, right now we have about 
23 and a half acres of production ponds, but we're we're mm-hmm. building on as we speak, and uh, eight more acres, which will make a a, a big impact. But uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, uh, probably at, at least. Uh, Probably more than half of the production goes to other regions, not just in Middle Tennessee. Right, so. and Todd's got some video of where Barry Cross went over and shot some walleye production, which I want to talk about too. Uh, walleye being produced there, and right. and but the way I, I recall from all the work you do, there's a progression that takes place. Something you start usually it's walleye or or sauger early in the spring or late winter, and it works its way, right? That's correct. Yeah, we go and collect the broodfish when they would spawn naturally in the wild, and walleye start it all off usually uh, second week in March. We'll go collect the the brood walleye and bring back and spawn those, and then we roll to uh, sauger or next. And and at that time, there's different culture techniques, and uh, those uh, walleye sauger are... uh, are, uh, spawned indoors kind of manually whereas a, a crappie we still would put the brood fish in a pond and um, and go that route uh-huh. so yeah crappie kind of come in third and then we've got uh, hybrid striped bass and uh, get into uh, striped bass production in may and then uh, uh, largemouth bass we've kind of uh, uh, in that pond production uh, method as well and uh, i guess lastly would be uh, Channel catfish is what we would what would spawn last. And, and so. channel cats are they mostly for for our state lakes? They are lakes? our agency lakes. That's okay. exactly right. We stock them annually at about uh, somewhere around fifty per acre of, uh, of fish that are somewhere eight inches and lar- larger. Okay, what do you think these extra eight ponds are going to do? What, how much will they? In- did I say it right? You eight did. Ponds? Uh-huh. What kind of production would it increase more? Walleye, more crappie, more. Or all the above. More That's catfish. a good question. At this point, I don't know that we really know. Our allocation changes annually based on needs. So, uh, but uh, you know, we it'll help a lot. You know, it's about uh, it's uh, we we could raise. Uh, you know, we double crop those ponds mm-hmm. where we'll go in like an early crop of walleye, and then sometimes we'll uh, we'll follow up with striped bass. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could potentially raise. Uh, Seventy-five thousand to hundred thousand uh, fish in each pond. So. Oh, that's outstanding! So you start with sauger walleye way walleye. back in February, March, uh-huh. and it ends with stocking of crappie in about October, November. Is that correct? Right, in November. That's and exactly it's, right. It's a long year for those hatchery. Oh gosh, that's a hard job. It really is. It, well, it's you know, a, you did yeah, it. It's it seven hard. days a week. Uh, Springfield Hatchery. I do want to mention them because uh-huh. that's an old hatchery that's also had some renovation done on it, and it's right. a man. It's like a two-man. Uh, project over those guys work their tails off oh they really do yeah it's very productive as a matter of fact today they're harvesting a hybrid striped bass pond and it'll go to uh, percy priest okay that happens in summertime right Right. that's when you put those fish out yeah exactly but yeah they uh, they produce uh, walleye sauger uh, florida bass um, striped bass hybrid striped bass very diverse hatchery as well they do a great job why do why are most fish that stock do you have an image if you don't work at a wildlife agency that when you're stocking you're stocking fish this big you know yeah. that's the image you would probably have if you're not working here but the fact of the matter is except for a few catfish and maybe a, a couple of fish here there most of them are, yeah and, rainbow yeah. trout uh-huh. most of them are about this big they are small why is that well that uh, we found that uh, it takes uh, a pretty high number of fish to make an impact in a reservoir and we just can't uh, 
produce that number at that size. And a lot of fish uh, become uh, piscivorous, meaning that they they convert from uh, plankton to fish as food at a at a point around that uh, mm. three inch size and so that's when we stock them in a reservoir so that they can feed on threadfin shad or and not each other shad. exactly okay and is there also a chance if you keep them in there till they try to get larger there's there's disease uh, factors or, yeah, or just, it's, it's mostly just really predation and just the limitations of, of of us providing a food that can make them grow at a rate that they could grow in the okay. reservoir so it's a numbers game you, if uh, you put in two hundred thousand, you know a percentage of them are going to make it is right. that is that pretty right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And across the state, Todd, not trying to put you on the spot because you don't work in East Tennessee or West Tennessee, but are, is, are there millions upon millions of fish stock during any given year? We do stock millions of fish, and yeah, I, mean, I can't probably call just the uh, well, yeah. total hatchery production across the state as far as uh, – that's a good question. I should know that. No, 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 not not across state, but even just Middle Tennessee. Flint. I mean, with your hatchery, Sparty, mm-hmm. Springfield, and Normandy, you get millions out of there just in Middle Tennessee, right. correct? We do. All right. Yeah, it's a lot of work that goes on there. Uh, one of those fish coming out that Todd was showing a minute ago is that walleye. Tell us about walleye. Where are they in Middle Tennessee these days, and what's the future of in this in this part of the state? All right. Yeah, walleye are another uh, fish that were originally, you know, a big river fish mm-hmm. that uh, before all these. Uh, you know the rivers were impounded by dams so we have impacted their uh, spawning habitat and so they're uh, you know it's critical that we augment with hatchery production but uh, yeah we have uh, normandy as you know great wildlife fishery it is again uh, a little I three thousand acre lake exactly yeah. it right there uh, tim's ford is another in middle tennessee but we've recently started uh, stocking old, the cumberland system old hickory and cheatham with more wildlife to uh, Kind of see what kind of what impact we can make on that fishery. Well, they're they're competing with sauger that are in there. They're related to each other, look a little bit alike, and we do a lot right. of walk with water, a lot of work with sauger. But right. walleye, are you seeing that walleye might be a better river source than sauger? Or am I putting? Am yeah, I creating no, that? I wouldn't prioritize one over the other. I guess the hope is that uh, maybe we can, you know, they were both were in those systems at one time, and maybe we can you know just provide mm-hmm. a fishery for both and yeah. uh, they have a little different habits uh you know as sauger that fishery and uh, uh late winter early spring right below Cordo hole dam is great you know mm-hmm. they all come and congregate there but it's not quite the same for walleye you know they're more spread out through the through the hotel water which it does it seems like the the most active time to catch in sauger is in that cold time of year where you can catch walleye in may june right when they get pretty active not that they don't they run up in the headwaters when it's pretty cold too that's when you collect your brew yes right it is it sure is so yeah we still stock both and uh, we're not going to uh, quit on either species but just to hope kind of uh, provide a, a better walleye fishery than we've had in the past a lot of folks don't know that the world record walleye came from from old hickory lake right, right here in middle tennessee 25 pounds caught back in the 50s i think right yeah and we may never it. see that again but you know al barlotto our krill clerk on old hickory he's seen some big walleye here in the past couple he of years he makes me so mad when Major he calls me and tells me that so, yeah uh, so yeah who knows? Yeah, they, they are. Who knows if they get 25 pounds, but Al will occasionally contact me, too, because he knows I would love to catch one that's longer than that. But yeah. he's uh, he's telling me about 10 and 12 pounders being caught oh, out yeah. there in the last Pretty few common. years. Those so, guys that get out and stay after them. They, they know where to go. <laughs> What's the technique for catching a walleye and a sauger? Is it similar? It is. You know, I'm not an expert at all at it, but uh, a lot of, uh, you know, 
fishing on the bottom, whether it be, you know, with a, a leadhead jig tipped with a minnow yeah, or yeah, just uh, some type of plastic. But, uh, but yeah, the techniques are similar. And they're real similar in the way they look. I mean, they are. Yeah. What's the big differences in them? I guess the biggest difference would be the, uh, uh, these would be two walleye here, but the sauger have patches on the side that, uh, yeah, yeah, you can see these dark. A little like there, but yeah, patches in. They're the both walleye. beautiful fish. They are. Though. The walleye really has a little white dot on its tail, though, right? Right. That's okay. exactly right. Now, in tributary lakes and even in the mainstream lakes, uh, the walleye, it seems like they catch them a lot in the summertime trolling with uh, lures and even using the uh, nightcrawler harness. But. Uh, hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they will suspend maybe a little bit more than what you would uh, think that a sauger would, I guess. So, sauger are more bottom oriented. And watch those teeth, right? Exactly. Watch those teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. lip one. <laughs> yeah. Lipping, lipping will get you in trouble. Yeah, for well, sure. you might do it once. <laughs> one time. You would remember that. You will learn it. All right. Well, they're great fishery. They're going to be around for a long time, right? They are. And it's, I even had Richard Sims send a photograph recently over in Chattanooga where they were starting to catch some walleye over there. So these things are spread out some and, and very popular across the state. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those East Tennessee, some of those upper East Tennessee, French Broad River and some of those, their tributaries, they, they right. do well with their walleye oh, they over do. there. They're great. So uh, we're, we're blessed to have a state that's got so much diversity in it for these fish. All right, let's talk a little bit about stream fishing. Stream fishing. This is the Man, time of it year. It is the time. I love July and August. Mm-hmm. Get out and wait. Absolutely. Find some shade. Yeah. It's not just that. It's they bite good. Oh, yeah, uh, they do. They, they bite really good. And, and uh, Todd, we're starting to put a few ramps on some of them. This is a photograph where we floated a few years ago, but we're right. putting some ramps on some of the smaller bottoms bodies of water to make it more accessible uh but you still need to get if you don't have that kind of um, access if you're going to a stream that you're waiting you need to get permission okay? definitely you definitely. can't just walk in a stream unfortunately um, but you do have to you have to get permission and how good is our stream fishing how good is our our creek fishing in, oh, in, I think in middle great. Tennessee yeah. yeah you know all these uh, we've got so many productive uh, the duck river the elk mm-hmm. river the red river the buffalo the harpeth you know you can go on and on you don't have to go far at all and then the tributaries off of those bodies oh, yeah. of water the ones yeah. that you walk up and they catch fish like this right here these rock right. bass and these smallmouth, and they this size and larger and they're just so much fun they are they are uh, like tackle right mm-hmm. yeah you know uh what about stone rollers stone rollers oh man <laughs> that's almost that's, like cheating it is <laughs> stone rollers uh men in the creek right and yeah it goes up to three or four inches, and you can throw a net on those things. I'll have to show you that sometime. Uh-oh. And uh, I'll show you how to catch them. You get okay. me. <laughs> I'll show you how to catch. You the give bait. me the bait. I'll show you how to catch the fish. <laughs> we'll do that. that. That's a deal. That is fun, and that now is, is the time for it, sure. And there are so many places to go. It is it absolutely is the best time right now to, to catch creek fish. Right. And uh, you go early in the year, and you can catch some nice smallmouth in the spring, and those rock bass are really easy to catch. But this time of year, they're all ready to eat. They are. They and are. If, if you don't catch live bait uh there's all kinds of baits those that little rebel crawl if you know what that is go yep. to a mm-hmm. local store that'll catch every fish in there those little inline spinners that you like throwing yeah and those little flukes are great too just uh, yeah. weightless and just yeah, kind of mimic finesse. a yeah. we, we did well creek a couple of years ago with a with a young guy that was using that fluke and yep. he put on a show did he? he caught a pretty, he <laughs> caught a pretty good size smallmouth he did and we all caught fish that day yeah we did catching this stuff so anyway uh, great time to go if you want to learn more about creeks the way that i did early in my career was i uh, got a book called county maps mm-hmm. and it's put out by the department of um, just the department of transportation black map black line drawings and it make sure you get one updated and you can find every creek there is and every piece of access right. but do your do a little scouting before you go i went once with a guy named norman bates and 
He said, I'll pick you up right here beside the road. And when we got there way after dark, it was the road was 100 feet above the creek. <laughs> so anyway, you got to do a little bit of scouting even if you have the map. But that's a good map yeah. to get to get you the going. Access sites on our website as well you know for the for those rivers you're telling about and you're working on you guys are working on access all the time right we are we're getting ready to start a project on the upper red river off of porter's chapel road Mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah that would uh you could float downstream to the new ramp that we built at Adams. Okay. This is up in Robertson oh, County. Oh, this is on the website, tnylife.org. Right. You find it there. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, several opportunities. You can even float from Adams down to Port Royal and uh, really good fishing, smallmouth, rock bass. And, and Elk River has some access on it in Elk South, River down does. in the Giles County area. Sure does. Uh, last week we floated from uh, Elkton down to. Uh, we have a ramp at Vito, and uh, it's a really nice ramp. So that was a great float. Beautiful yeah. river. Lots of smallmouth, and we caught everything. Everybody's, everybody's and, wishing they had your job right now, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, speaking of access, and again, as Todd said, you can go on our website uh, that Jason always tells you about, too, and find it. But there's also access to a lot of lakes if, you're not a, if you don't right. have a boat. Uh, if you don't have a kayak or whatever, right. there are some access on Percy Priest and Old Hickory. What are, where are they? Yeah, fishing piers. Uh, we've got uh, two kind of bank fishing coves on Priest at uh, Stewart Creek, mm-hmm. which is close to Smyrna. Wonderful place. Oh, yeah, that is a great place. You uh, caught, what, mm-hmm. a six-pound largemouth out of there a few years back? I did. It was 21-quarter-inch uh, long. Wow. Standing <laughs> on the bank right on there the at Stewart's Creek. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we load them up with fishing tractors yeah. and uh, Fishing piers, fishing platforms. There's a paved path that mm-hmm. goes around. So, yeah, if you go yeah, around that bend and on the other side, uh, in okay. that parking area, that's where I caught it. Yeah, cool. yeah. what'd awesome. you catch it on? She was bad right there. I, a little, uh, it was a little crankbait. I forget oh, what. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, and then uh, Viverick Creek, I guess, on the opposite side of the lake. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a wonderful creek. It's a good crappie creek too. Uh, oh, it is yeah. in the springtime. Man, mm-hmm. that's unbelievable. I'm not sure why they all come in there. Mm-hmm. But they do, they do. and they catch yeah. them right off that right off that whole area. Not just off the pier there, but that whole bank. Right. But that's that's again, you can find all these access areas across the state on our website. Right. All you these can. piers that we built. Uh-huh. And Old Hickory, we'll mention it real quick, say Saunders. Yeah, Saunders Ferry and uh, over on the uh, opposite side at uh, Cedar Creek, close to Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, yeah, those are two great uh, fishing piers. And Todd, being the smart guy he is, is throwing up a State Lakes photograph, so I'll see it. And he wants me to remind all of y'all that we also have State Lakes. This was taken on Williamsport with my friend Ronnie a couple years oh, okay. back. But uh, yeah, name some of the State one Lakes. Of the catfish that we've stocked. That's yeah. about the size that we've uh, stocked. So. One that like lures. He caught it on that yeah. lure, believe it or not. But anyway, um, tell it, us, name the lakes real quick here in Middle Tennessee. Okay, yeah, we've got uh, Maribone, Bedford, uh, Williamsport, of course, Laurel Hill, VFW, spread from north to south. Uh, the majority of them have concessionaires, so uh, it's kind of, uh, you can bring your, they're family-oriented. The, the concessionaires have everything you need as far as bait, tackle, food, uh, you name it. Okay, there's Rick one boats. Bedford that's a little different. It yeah, doesn't have a concession Bedford. on it, so be prepared before you go. Right, yeah. So, uh, but they're all in our guide they're all in our fishing guide you can find out what you need on there and right. you can take big boats on all of them but can't run the motor on all is that that's correct is? yeah you just can't uh, turn the engine on on the majority of them so yeah okay and a lot of them you can rent uh marabone here in, in jolton and davidson county is, it's a nice place to go fish and those big old lakes laurel Lara, hill lake down in Oh, yeah. Uh, Lawrence County is a wonderful place to yeah. go to. I don't want to leave anybody out. Williamsport is also, it's got four lakes on it. One is specifically for kids, correct? Right. Whippoorwill. Whippoorwill. Correct. Yeah. And uh, all of them are great fishing. What do y'all stock in there annually in these lakes? 
Well, at Williamsport, all of them we stock catfish annually. That's the goal. And uh, Williamsport, uh, we do stock some um, hybrid striped bass. You know, there were some uh, larger gizzard shad that yeah. were in there that came out of the Duck River, and so that kind of that's interesting. That's what that's a rarity then. It is. Yeah, a people love like to catch that. those things, and yeah. they're managed a lot of them for big bass, right? They right. Have slot that's limits correct. in them. Uh-huh. Some okay. of them have. Uh, like at Williamsport, 20-inch minimum size limit. Others like uh, uh, Bedford and uh, Marabone have a 14 to 18-inch protected length range. So, yeah. Okay. And also, all that's in the guide, and you want to look it at is. that before you go. Okay. All right, Todd. What else? We've got about a minute left. Anything else you want to tell me about what's going on here in the Mid-State? Oh, gosh. Uh, and we did not touch. All Todd could talk. We'll have you back. But anything okay. else right yeah. off the bat? Bass fishing should be great in the upcoming years. We've had some really strong recent year classes. I think it's been a great year this year, but it should continue. Uh, we hope we're planning on uh, building a new fishing pier on Normandy Reservoir at Barton Springs. Great. So that'll be a nice. There's not a lot of uh, bank fishing access on Normandy at all. So that's our goal there to provide that. So we'll hopefully finish that before next spring. All right. All the lakes in the mid-state are, are either TVA or Corps of Engineers, mostly T- Corps Woods. of Engineers except for Woods Reservoir. Right. And that's, man, that's actually owned by the Air Force? Air Force. Uh-huh. Okay. And we work with them to manage the lake. Right. There's a, gr- a great bluegill fishing video out there about uh, Where we on Woods to, Reservoir. Oh, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I you caught more that. fish than I did. <laughs> Todd, you're great. You're always good. Uh, thank you. We didn't begin to touch Todd's knowledge. We'll get you back sometime and get more specific about some lakes, okay? But yeah. first appearance on Tennessee Wildcast, and we appreciate you coming on to it. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, thanks, Enjoy everybody, it. for joining us this week. We're out there on tmwildlife.org. You can watch, listen. Uh, it's all right there. All the past shows, all the future shows will be there. And uh, don't forget to hashtag your photos, TN Wildlife. And yep. thanks right. for joining us. Todd, thank you for your work. Great job. Thank you, Todd. Todd, see you, Bye.